Me, 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 but also you. <laughs> the Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film. Hip, 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 powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. I could eat a whole bag of these crisps. Hello. Hello. How's it going? Good. What's the hand What's movement? The wave again. Oh, wave after wave. The wave. Slowly drifting. Slowly drifting. Wave after wave. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been? I've been good. How have you been? Very good, thank you. Up to anything exciting? Oh no, I've got, I'm going again in the wrong no. order. He's George. Oh yeah, he's Angus. Welcome to Star for Ten. Yep. Same as always. This is how it usually goes. We forget how we actually start our own <laughs> Every broadcast. Every week. Um, yeah, yeah, what have you no. been up to? Uh, nothing that interesting. Good. Just normal, you know? Just life. Work. A just little bit. I, I kind of like that if you've had a quiet uh, week, that just yeah. means that... No punctures. <laughs> yeah, nothing good. Nothing bad. Just another... Yeah, just no news is good news. Another week closer to your eventual yeah. demise. Exactly. One week closer to death. Good. That's what we like. Yeah. <laughs> and you? Yeah, I've been really busy. I've been good, thank you. Yeah, I've been away good. for the weekend. Uh, Lush. Been to the gym and, you know, whatever. How is New Year, New Me? Starting yep. February? Yeah. Yep. Back working I on haven't the rig. started yet. Joking. I haven't, I haven't started New Year, new, new Me yet. I might when the weather gets better. Um, maybe I will. Maybe. I wouldn't bother if I was hard work. <laughs> I need motivation. Okay. Oh, no, we're not starting that again. <laughs> right. I think I'm ready to get started. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to go. These we're oh Chris, I was going to talk about oh, Chris. Oh, oh, we got no, jumping the gun. Yeah. Just admire this gentle fade. That was good. That was really good. It's as if you had a little fader dial. Anyone would think that or this a fader, is produced um, with a fader. Or a fader. Yeah, almost like a real fader. An actual fader. Oh. <laughs> but actually, a it's not fader. It's not produced with a fader. No, no, it isn't. We don't <coughs> have a mixer. Right, are you ready to talk? Yeah, um, yeah. This week, the beer is bought by Hop House 13 Lager, which is a Guinness product. Yeah. Um, it's nice. Really it's real nice. Real nice. I, it's been around quite a while now, hasn't it? I mean, um, Guinness brewed, brewed lager for years um, under the name... Shield lager, no harp, 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 <laughs> harp, mm. harp lager. Yeah, but um, this isn't that. This is different. No, this is this is different. I was, I'd say this is last for the, couple of years, isn't it? Yeah, this is for the modern, the modern gentleman. It is a modern. It's a modern, modern thing. It's almost an IP. Well, I it would say it's IPA, more of an IPA. Really? They brand it as mm. lager, but it is an IPA. It's very nice. It's not like it's not like one of those craft beer IPAs that you have no. with all those. Citrusy. Citrusy with the mm. fruity thing. Yeah, you going know, you on. don't you don't There's have no the fruits here. Can't smell citrus. It's hoppy. Mm. It is hoppy, but it's good. And this is our this is on tap in our local. Yeah, That's why is. I've discovered this. Yeah, and I still haven't <laughs> tried it. because the trouble is they have um they change their beers around every every mm. week. Well, that's more than that. Every few days yeah, that's they change. A lot of people drinking them. Yeah. Um 
So I always just try a different beer. I never get round to trying Hop House. But Hop House is good. But now I know. And crisps. Chris, we're back to the oh, old standard. They are they are the best. Co-op. They are the best. The they strongest just, crisps oh. in the world. We've tried a few recently. Mm-hmm. We went on a bit of a voyage. A voyage of self-discovery. A and all we came back to discovery. is that the co-op are doing it best. So oh, They just are. They're the best. They are. So, yeah, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So, yeah, sorry, we can't bring you any news from the world of crisps because we think we may have found perfection. We have. No, I think we have. I, I, if anybody knows of a brand or a particular type of or crisp... Or something that's worth trying. That is worth giving a crack. Yeah. Let us know. To knock off this pedestal, though. And, but yeah, but it's, I mean, this, it's a hard act to follow. I mean, every week the pedestal gets a little higher. We go with the, we go with the you know, the, like, salt and vinegar. That's, I don't think you can... With a beer, I don't think you can beat it. You can't beat it. You can't beat it. Right. We'll get started. I did things a bit differently this week. I um, I had two really good news stories, mm-hmm. and I couldn't decide between them. So I thought, rather than letting George decide, I'd put it up as a poll on Twitter. Let the people decide. Let the people decide, so we can become a bit more interactive. So not only can you complain when we do things wrong, you can also decide how we start. Yeah. So this week, uh, the two options were a Buddhist monk who was arrested in Myanmar with 400 million meth pills. Yes, you heard that. 400... No... Four million meth pills. I was say four hundred million is in quite his impressive. Car. It was four million no, in he had, his he had, car. Well, he had four hundred thousand in his car, and then loaded back in the monastery. But anyway, the people Jesus. have spoken. That is not where we're starting this week. Okay, okay, okay. We are starting with the bored RAF pilot who sent one hundred eighty-seven passengers into a nosedive because he was busy playing with his camera. Ah. So basically, right? This this is. Ah, this is great. That doesn't sound good. An RAF pilot was flying nearly 200 service personnel to Afghanistan Jesus. when he sent his passenger jet into a nosedive when the camera he'd been playing with jammed the flight controls, a court-martial hearing has heard. Bloody hell. Essentially, you know when those big grey... It looks like a, just a Boeing... It looks like an yeah, easy it's jet like plane. it's like a 747 or whatever. It's like, a, it looks like an easy jet grey. plane, but grey, and it's an RAF one. This must have been a couple of years ago uh, yes. as well. Yeah, but obviously the hearing is now, is why we're hearing yeah. about it. The Voyager aircraft plummeted 4,400 feet in seconds. Passengers, Jesus. Were, passengers were pinned to the ceiling <laughs> of the plane. It basically descended why so... They, uh, oh, I suppose if you <laughs> unbelt... <yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> they descended so fast they were all pinned to the ceiling. Jesus They were Christ. all left thinking they were going to die. Fucking hell. <clears throat> Flight Lieutenant Andrew Townsend regained control of the 197-foot wingspan aircraft... He allegedly lied in both a technical log and service inquiry, insisting the that incident move. had been caused by a technical fault. Better off telling the truth. <sighs> Absolutely. Turns out it gets this so is where it gets really good. Yeah, this is where it gets really good. Um, the flight lieutenant was bored while flying from the UK to Camp Bastion. Well, when you're on autopilot for 16 hours, I imagine yeah. you must get bored. And um, he decided he would practice long exposure photography. Wow. <laughs> While his uh, co-pilot left the cockpit to get a cup How of tea. How is he managing that in an airplane? What is there to take a photo of? Well, he's obviously taken a long, like, out of the front window, like a view <laughs> with all the blurred clouds and whatever. And to be honest, fair play to his artistic eye. I imagine it could look amazing. True. His Nikon DSLR camera was pointed out the front of his armrest and it became jammed with the plane's controls when he moved his seat forward. In oh, the instant during February 2014. The camera wedged Shit. between his armrest and the side stick, a joystick used to control yeah. the plane, which pushed it forward, disengaging the autopilot and causing the plane to nosedive. Oh, dear. 
the descent was so unannounced, the passengers experienced weightlessness. They were thrown to the ceiling and thought they were going to die. This all happened while he was alone in the cockpit. The what? co-pilot managed to get back to his seat, as he was in fact on the ceiling. How did he manage trying to get on back to his seat? That's ridiculous. <laughs> trying to Walking up the ceiling. <laughs> Basically, so the guy's got a cup of tea in one hand, he's sucked <laughs> to the ceiling, and he's clawed his way back to the seat to, to gain control Jesus of the plane. Jesus Christ. During the nosedive, Flight Lieutenant Townsend repeatedly swore and later announced to his... We'll let him off on that one. Later announced to his 187 military passengers he was not sure what caused it. Both he and the co-pilot were pinned to the ceiling and wrestled the controls... Maybe he wasn't sure, though. To be fair, in in the moment of... In the heat of the battle. He might not have known, especially if he was, like, kind of thrown around a bit. He might not have known what the hell was going on. Flight Lieutenant Townsend later deleted the photographs he had taken immediately Ah, before the incident. Okay, maybe not. (laughs) 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 Oh, brilliant. (coughs) But surely they have cockpit cameras, surely, in military aircraft. They must do. Uh It's standard in commercials (coughs) now, I think. Yeah, well, it is after the whole French mountain incident. They record everything that happens. So they can uh, see your hand movements and that. I'm just skimming through the rest of the. Jesus. The co-pilot suffered a cut to the head, a fractured back, a prolapsed disc, and nerve damage. Jeez. The court Christ. hurt. The 14 passengers were so badly hurt, they were unable to fly back to the UK. Crikey, yeah, that'd be terrifying, wouldn't it? You'd think though those um that planes would automatically pull up again if if um You'd think that they would have some sort of Maybe if it got to a certain height it would have levelled or pulled. You'd but you'd think I'm with you on that. It seems mad. I thought they did though, because I the I once <coughs> watched one of those airplane crash you know reenactment, how did it happen? Yeah, jobs, kind of, yeah. I can't remember what they, what you call it, but it was this one light in Russia or something, and the pilots, it was like a 747, whatever. And it was going, it was nosediving for some reason, and the pilots were like pulling the joystick back, trying to keep, like, pull it up, or, or not, it wouldn't have been a joystick, it would have been a control. Yeah, like um, they were pulling it back, trying to bring the aircraft back up, and they were just failing for whatever reason. And the, the crash investigators basically said if they'd have just let go and let the plane it do its thing, it, it would have righted itself. Yes. It, so it would have wound up level, and then, you know, then they could have done it, but then I suppose if it was still jammed on, then it would have been jammed on. But you'd <coughs> still think, even if the joystick was all the way forward, it wouldn't let you crash. You'd think wh- so. Because wh- wh- where would the logic be in, in a hard a hard dive crash? You would ne- Surely as a pilot, you would never do that. Yeah. Although you might, you'd do it for a period of time, maybe, if you were trying to extinguish a fire or something. But oh, yeah, I, I never thought you'd think that the preset would be like a period um, of time, a few hundred, a few thousand miles, or whatever, and then that'll be a few thousand feet. You feet, yeah, and then that's it, and then it would pull back or right itself at the very least. You you'd think though that, that why would a plane of that size have the ability to nosedive to be able to get itself in the situation to pin all its crew to the ceiling? Well, in the in the instance that there's a, an engine fire, I think that's what they do, isn't it? They dive to starve think, the oxygen. But then you'd think that there would be. Like an override well, button, it would be that would be like a special a mode you as opposed to, say, to right do that. Yeah, you'd go have to forward. do a special mode as opposed to. Yeah, I suppose. I just can't see it. Well, here goes my question to you. Or maybe they just think pilots are smart enough that they would only ever do it if they needed to. 
Yeah, they wouldn't be trying to take long exposure photography yeah, from an armrest. In a cockpit. I can see why they're bored, though. Do you have any experience of nosediving planes 4,400 feet through jam controls? Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> Didn't think you did. Do you have any experience of jammed controls? I've got one I can think of. A good one. No, I, I don't think that's ever happened to me. We were on the school bus coming home like once and when the school bus comes into Chudley where we lived yeah. we used to go up around this turning circle yeah. and the buses used to be we used to come home on like 60 seater coaches every day yeah, yeah, yeah. so the buses had to go up this hill and around a turning circle and they were, could, they were pretty sure there was no traffic coming so they would power around it and swing around really fast yeah, they did. well we realised that what you could do is throw fruit down the bus <laughs> and as the bus turned it gave the impression that this orange suddenly <laughs> swerved because obviously it's a bit like you know throwing a. It a looks like it looks like you're curving the earth, but actually you're not. The ball is staying in a straight line. I don't need to explain that. Well, yes, somebody throws. A, I can't remember who it was. Somebody throws a satsuma down the length of the bus. It bounces off a headrest and gets caught in the gator of where the gear stick is. Right. <laughs> So the bus driver I never heard obviously about slams the clutch and tries to take first or whatever to carry on up yeah, around this yeah. hill. And it just goes... <laughs> and it just gets stuck. Like, he misses the gear. The bus <laughs> is stuck on the hill. It was a disaster. And the bus, is, the bus drivers didn't use to take... Like, they didn't have very good fuse. They didn't use to take a lot of no, shit. No, there was only one or two, but the rest of them <laughs> and the rest were of like, them were pretty savage. Yeah, he fished the orange out of it, pulls the bus over next door to the, the doctor's surgery, and he's like, who threw the orange? If you don't say, we're going back to school. Who threw the orange? Nobody <laughs> says anything. Nobody says anything. We return all the way back to school, get a pull up in the car park, and then the inquiry begins on who threw the orange. <laughs> like it was some sort of identity parade. Jesus. Was it that guy? Because there were a few bus drivers, but there was that guy. No, this was the guy who looked like he was wearing blusher. Oh him. The one with the really He was normally cheeks. he was normally quite quite chill. Yeah. And Gil. He was, Gil but was that's chill. why he went Who threw the orange? <laughs> As opposed to Sitting <laughs> That's every the time, guy I'm talking every about. Every time somebody and stood up Don't bang on the windows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or don't bang on the windows. <laughs> they were the two uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have funny bus stories. There's plenty uh, of bus stories. Oh my, that thing. Yeah, do, <laughs> we're doing a dr taking the bus to school every day for five years. Or, well, more than that. Um, yeah, more. Seven years. Seven years. Ish. And essentially, we probably made that journey two hundred times, times a year. Two hundred times and uh, two hundred days twice. Four hundred trips yeah. a year. Seven. Yeah, oh, that's, a lot of, that's a lot. It's of like bus two journeys. and a half thousand bus trips along yeah. the same road. A lot of bus journeys. A lot of queuing for bus. A lot of so waiting. Many a lot stories. of waiting in the rain. A lot of kicked footballs under buses. Yep. A I remember getting really wet once. Once I got really wet, like soaking wet. Trousers <laughs> soaked. Everything How? soaked. Waiting for the bus because there was no real shelter. No, there wasn't. Like. No. No, the, the, where, where you wait for the and bus? And that in old myth that if you if the bus hadn't come by five to nine, you could go home. Yeah, which you just did. Which if it didn't come. I know. I don't think I ever actioned we'll that. We'll get the one one eight two. Yeah, we'll catch the. Yeah, because then you'd get a bit scared that you were going to be missing, so you'd catch the country bus. Yeah, catch the country bus. That's happened. Oh man, oh, I, I just know, remember. I I dropped a guitar down a set of stairs off a bus, and it was fine. Off of a double decker. How did you manage that? 
Do you remember when? Do you remember when we had a double decker for a time that I'm sure shouldn't have passed its bus <laughs> MOT? There were, it was, few, it was there like, were a few buses. Like God, that. how they used to where they used to get these buses from. And obviously no they idea. knew that they were doing the kids' runs. They used to buy deliberately horrible transport. <laughs> we're not going to name the company. Yeah, because yeah, we're not we don't get dumped a libel. But um, they obviously used to provide the put the yeah, rubbish buses gross. on those services because they knew that we were going to be throwing fruit. <laughs> I remember right. We had a, there was this one guy who was in our school for a while, called Max Brown, and he used to he used to fight with us on the bus <laughs> so much that we used to keep a can of Lynx deodorant up above to use as pepper spray and like spray <laughs> in his mouth to subdue him. <laughs> what oh, the hell? And brilliant. there was a piece of like bendy metal up there that just I, in case. That oh, there was like somebody <laughs> had like a shank. I've, not, not, not. That's too much. But um, I can't remember why. Where's the bendy metal? Why does that live with me? That I don't bus, know about though, that. because it was a double decker. Obviously, upstairs there was no driver. Couldn't see what you were doing. And oh, I never. I wasn't on that oh. one. I was on K. Oh, you were on a different something. bus to me. Yeah, I wasn't uh, on. We, you were on like K ten. I was on like K thirteen. Yeah, know, I don't remember the numbers. We. Yeah, it was. Um. Oh, it was ridiculous. We just used to fight. We just used to fight on the bus. There the were whole fights. Or just like steal each, try and get on each other's chair. Yeah, not not, not like real fights. And just yeah, just scrap. And as you yeah, go yeah, around yeah. the corner, push each other as oh, hard as you yes, could. Yes, definitely. Get a seatbelt in the coccyx. And yeah. Oh. Yeah, but they were good days. They were good days. And if you actually think about how it was pretty mental, <clears throat> there was a surprisingly low incident rate, all things considered. You think when none of us were forced to wear seatbelts... Yeah, well, they used to come round and oh, go they and did they used occasionally to send the teacher in to the check the seatbelts. And yeah, as soon as you did, left actually. the thing, they just unclipped just took them. them off. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the school yeah. bus, man. School buses. Yeah, and then he used to go to the sweet shop when he came home. Yes. Well, this is back in the days when Freddo's, you could just pick up change off the bus. Because that's the thing, yeah. if you were sat like at the back of the bus... You could walk along the bus and you would guarantee find ten yeah. P somehow. Or somebody's wallet. You if would scramble. Yeah, well, yeah. You could scramble together ten P from the pennies people have thrown at each other. You know. Yeah. You could you could pull it together. And then <coughs> into the co op. Freddo. Nah, I'm no talking about I'm talking pre co op days. I'm talking chocolate Oh, you're talking box. chocolate box. When Chudley used to have two Oh my god. When we used to have three, used to have three, three sweet, sweet shops. shops. Three. Three sweet shops the in the candy... space of like seventy five meters. Yeah, the candy shop? No. The candy shop. No, it was candy The chocolate box, the candy chocolate shop box. and like the news agents, Garbits as it used to be called. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. It wasn't called the candy bo- candy, it was called something. Those, but those, I'm sure but those, that yeah. most more in stuff the chocolate was, box. More stuff was stolen from those places. Definitely the Remember, chocolate the box. The old granny who used to run the chocolate box. Yeah, yeah. And then when she died, and then they sold it, and then they were like, everything was free for that day. Yeah, just get rid of it. And they got rid of everything. I had like six lion bars on the way <laughs> home. <sighs> I used to like getting um, mini marshmallows. Oh. Because you could pay a, like ten p, thirty p, and have a and bag get a full. rugby ball sized. <laughs> Size bag, bag <laughs> white paper bag of mini marshmallows. Just eat them. You're all, all about day. value. Or, or um, or ice letters, icing letters. You know, the icing I sugar letters. Stuff was They're nice. I like low them. mass and um, high volume. I used to like. I used to like rhubarb custards. They oh, were good. They were quite heavy and though. I loved aniseed balls. Mm. 
I was an Anna's. I once, fan. I once bought um three hundred grams of cola cubes on my <laughs> oh, way to cola school. Cubes. That was that. There was so many. <laughs> it was split them. across several bags. <laughs> but I then had misunderstood. I'd sort of misinterpret. I t- I'd had a miscalculation that because I couldn't consume three hundred grams of cola, quite a lot of cola cubes before lesson one started. I had to leave them in my bag. And then 300 grams of cola cubes, well, by this point, maybe 180 grams of cola cubes, I would estimate, had then bound, like binded together they do. into like, one giant yeah, cola they, cube. They weld each other they together. They were stuck together <laughs> to the point that I then had to essentially bite chunks off the giant <laughs> cola cube. And it's a miracle my foot didn't drop off. Just oh, diabetic brilliant. symptoms there and then. Cola cubes are good. Oh, God, there's some crackers in there. Oh, but those, uh, there's, a, uh, there's, a, there's a story here that the, the person definitely has to rename, remain nameless. <laughs> definitely, right? Somebody used to do, I know really well, used to do a paper round from the paper shop. And they, we were only talking about this recently. And they got paid £14 a week or something. God. £12 a week. It was the, the wages were so like low. No money. It was so low. It was it's awful. Way below minimum. So below minimum wage. And then... So to make up for the shortfall in funding, they took the law into their own hands and would um, top up their wages with stolen goods while loading the papers in the morning. So they'd obviously go in to do the paper round at six o'clock when it More opened. Like Pritt sticks and no, it got it became almost borderline organised crime. When <laughs> what happened was obviously when they were left in there with like, oh this is your bundle of papers loading up their trolleys, while the guy wasn't looking behind the till. I almost said the name then. They were working their way through their shopping list that people had ordered the night before to steal to order. <laughs> right? You <laughs> name it. Chewing gum. Like the posh chewing gum. Trident Splash. I'm talking five. Oh, Trident. Come to your yeah, senses. Yeah. That gum. Yeah. All the expensive Trident. chewing gums. for the nation. Mastication for the nation. Um, big mm. chocolate. One Those one pound chocolate bars. Freddos, strawberry laces, you name it. Pick a mix, just a random selection. You name just it, and grab then, it. then in registration, you could collect your goods. Wow. So yeah, there was a borderline organized crime that, ring. That is organized crime, I think. I think that's yeah. probably the definition of organized crime. And they, and but I, my argument for this is that if they just paid the. Oh yeah, person in question correctly. Definitely. Never would have done it in the first place. And they never would have been driven. He doesn't to crime. buy. He doesn't buy stuff in. He, at she, the expense. Let's let's not. Well, the person running the news agent doesn't buy the stuff in at the expense it costs to. No, absolutely not. So, so actually, they're probably doing them. That news agent was very strange, though. It had a very weird demise. It did. It then they added became, a party room. They opened a party back, room where you could buy helium balloons, which was. Which, Very let's be honest, move. which, be honest, is a niche. <laughs> I'd love to know what he said to his, like, business manager or his account manager or whatever, whoever I'm he was not, dealing with. Let's so, be honest, right, George. I'm going to save the news agent. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Let's be honest. What kind of, news, a- what kind of news agent has a business manager? What kind of news agent has a well, account he, manager? Well, he would at the bank. Like, I imagine yeah, if he, he went to bank his bank. Manager. Yeah, but they deal with business management, don't they? I don't freaking know. I don't What's know. The, so he's like, right, I'm going to... It's okay if I can borrow £17,500 because I want to... I'm going to expand the business. Um, I'm going to stop... Why? No, n- n- not necessarily male. could be female. I'm going to stop the business. He was male, the guy well, who made yes, the decision. Yes, but we don't want to... Yeah, but actually, no, this is where the story then becomes more confirmed, more confused. The business manager, the the owner of the news agents, begun the um, 
When he opened the party store, he was male. He then transitioned Did into he? being female. Oh, I didn't know that. And then he lived in a caravan behind... The I didn't know he transitioned. Oh, he transitioned. And then his wife still used to work. They then had an amicable split because of the transitioning. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, it must put a strain on all relationships. That probably makes relationships quite hard, yeah. I can imagine that it is a... Probably would cause <laughs> tension. Yeah. Um, And then uh, she was living with her new partner, who was male. Wow. And he was living in a dress, in a caravan, out the back of the newsagents. It was very... And he used to do shifts in there. I wonder why it was why very odd. It and then, fell apart. And then, funnily enough, the business sadly folded. It did. And then also, everybody remember that you could still actually get a newspaper from the co-op. Yeah. So it didn't really have any redeeming features anymore. It was always doomed, wasn't it, really? Well, I think... Like, news agents were always going to die. It probably was doomed, to be honest, when that big monster co-op came to town. Yeah. Yeah, when the old co-op died, because we used to have a co-op, that closed so they could build the new one. And that period there, that little grace period, were probably their golden years. No, the golden <coughs> years were before when people still had brand, people had loyalty to the shop owners. That's true. That's true. To Mrs. Garbit. Yeah, they should have done it in then. Sold yeah, it, when Ga- when Mrs. Garbit went ran away to Benidorm and did that and did a fine job of getting so suntanned her skin now looks like a leather bag. <laughs> um, yeah, they should have just whoever bought it off. I should have just knocked it on the head. That's it. Turn it into a pub. No, because there was a other, there's a pub next door that carries on shutting and closing. They were yeah. going to turn that into an indie restaurant, you know, but they uh, but didn't seem to happen. Should we open that? Well, open an Indian should restaurant. We open an Indian restaurant. What could you call it? Um, just have to be generic. The Taj. The Bengali. <laughs> the Bengali. I don't know. I know very li- my, my in depth knowledge of Indian culture is about the 2020 cricket. <clears throat> yeah, well, that's good. That's about as far as I go. Uh, that's good. That's good knowledge. <laughs> I don't know, there's probably something you could do with our names and make it sound Indian, but I can't think on the spot. I think, yeah, we could open an Indian restaurant. I know nothing about Indian food. I know a little bit about Indian food, but not a lot. Come and have our speciality korma. (laughs) 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 It's it's not going to work, is it? Brilliant. Uh, No, and then... Opening a restaurant would be fun, though. If you actually look at it, though, Chudley's had some high controversy from the the limited establishments that have been there. huge controversy. There was a kebab shop that was opened by... was being... Um, done by illegal immigrants. immigrants that got raided by border control, which for a small town, this is yep. that's quite some yeah, controversy. And the, and the hold up We've in the Chinese, a hold up in the Chinese, with some links to do gun with and gun hold up, tied dr- up and drug and money and yeah, stuff. Where yeah, the, in the Chinese, the mum was tied up, and then a pub incinerated itself so badly it got on the national news. Yeah, but that was like gutted. Yeah, like that was fire. yeah, it was a ridiculously big fire. Thankfully detached on one side and didn't cause the second great fire of Chudley. Yeah. Um, a lot of controversies happened in a very short period of time, if you think about it, for Last that high street. Last 10 years. Yeah. Maybe we've yeah. been in a vintage year for Maybe. Chudley Maybe we are the year. For news of... The the, the period for news in within our town, our Maybe. small town. Maybe. I think it was the um, the hold-up at the Chinese. That was quite one of the, one of the biggest sort of... That was like organised crime comes to Chudley. Yeah, that was odd. Very odd. <coughs> Don't know the details. No, I know. I know virtually nothing. I just about know. That. I just know that there was a hold up. Someone was tied hold up. up. Someone was tied up. 
and yeah it was his mum wasn't it the mum yeah I think yeah, so yeah the mum you should drive around in that nice Merc yeah now she drives she's a lovely Dacia. dog she's a lovely dog a um, Cavalier King Charles Spaniel oh King Charles Spaniels are nice I see them um, I see them when I'm walking oh yeah nice my dog and we always stop and say hello Aww. well I do Rory doesn't speak he we're doesn't in Chudley yeah Still time. <laughs> there is still time for him to teach him to, to talk. pick up to pick up the power of speech. What do you think animals would say though if they could talk? They surely have a lot of things to say, or they'd just be really simple and they'd be like, mm, "New smell, mm, new smell." Mm, no, but, I don't like that one. Mm, new smell. I suppose the question isn't if they could talk; it's they'd have to be able to understand as well. Yeah, the power of spe- Which speech. Which I think is, is something a... that we're kind of forgetting. Speech it's is all on well a multi-level. Good. It's all well and good that the dog can talk, but if the dog can't understand then well then it would just permanently ask questions so that's what the dog would do it'd be like what's that what's that what's, what's that why does that happen what's the problem he would just be like that the entire time wouldn't they <laughs> yeah they would i can't remember if i've talked about it but my the obvious idea that all animals probably need glasses yes we we did talk about that it's yeah. so true yeah that see there you go these are all little things i've it's sat so here. true their eyesight where can they actually see perfectly or, Basically, probability probability know? tells us that because of the reasons why you would yeah. have poor sight, it's almost certain yeah. that animals need glasses. would need sight yeah. adjustment. Because yeah. are we saying that all animals have perfect twenty twenty yeah. vision? That all of Very their unlikely. eyes are the perfect. Um, it would be interesting to make animals talk, though, just to see what they, just to see what they were thinking. What is going on inside that head? Yeah. I think it would be very I don't know, simple. I don't th- yeah, I think it would be as well. I think that dogs and that are motivated very simply by just... Food or stroke. Yeah, food and attention. Yeah. I saw a documentary once about... Um, a dogumentary? A dogumentary. No, it wasn't a dogumentary. It was about a monkey. Or a chimpanzee. No. Oh, it was some kind of monkey. I don't know what species. Um, it was one. It was the one that they taught to sign. Yeah, that's mad. When that yeah, happens. I can't remember the name of the monkey, but... It was, it was really interesting um, about this monkey, and basically, the monkey could talk. Basically, yeah. Bottom line: the monkey could talk. It could communicate using sign language, which is quite impressive. But the conclusion of the study, which was like a twenty-year study, was that the the monkey couldn't communicate at all. It learned to beg. Basically, it just asked. It just pointed at what it wanted. Yeah, it basically learned to beg for things. That's how. That's all it. All it, it was taught. Like, yeah, it could recognize things and it could say words, sign words. Be, yeah, you could point to things. It'd be orange apple, but it wouldn't <coughs> only say orange yeah. and apple because it wanted because it wanted the it would apple. See it and then go. I want that now. Exactly. So it could it could basically learn to beg for things. Whether that was attention, you know, like having someone to hold or to eat food or whatever. Um Kind of depressing, really, that someone spent all their life trying to teach a animal to sign and just talk them out of. Did it write? Did it sign out the entire works of Darwin while it was no, on its way? No, but that would have been impressive. Or type out type Shakespeare. Out, type out Shakespeare. No. Or yeah, that's the phrase. That's isn't the phrase. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. monkeys and typewriters. Monkeys and typewriters. Yeah, but it was it was interesting nonetheless. I, I can't remember what happened to it. I think it um it basically got m- depressed. And they totally fucked this monkey. Like, <laughs> totally. Like, not literally, I hope. No, not literally. Totally and utterly messed with its head. Like, 
And it, well, when we've all tried seen, to, have you seen Planet of the Apes? I mean, you know how that Yeah, happens. this is exactly. This is like exactly. what it's basically. This is what could have happened. So he, they tried to put him back with with monkey, other monkeys. And all he do is just didn't point work. at stuff and want it. Yep, didn't work at all. Didn't work. And then they tried to um, like you know get him involved with get him out of human contact. Didn't work. They wound up having to like rescue him and put him in, like a rescue center place until he died. That's very sad. I can't remember the name of the monkey now. I can't remember. I can remember actually. I don't know why I said that. Um, today it's not quite as impressive, but I saw a chicken. You saw a chicken that wow. can play the piano. What actually play it? Actually play the piano, and it could play the tune from Big. You know when he's on that big piano, in the and he's that piano yes. that you walk yeah, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. With um, Coco was the name of the monkey. <laughs> oh, it was a gorilla. What stereotypical stereotypical <laughs> name if you had to call a gorilla? Coco the gorilla, female gorilla. Um. Yeah, this chicken, it had a, a keyboard that, you know, the way the keys light up? And basically, as each key lit up in the tune of Biggs... To get food? Doot, 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 yes. It would okay. peck the... It would peck the keys... That lit up. That lit up. And it could play the... It could play the keyboard. And then was rewarded with food. And it was given a pellet. So can learn how to beg. So therefore, it was learning how to beg. But, however, <coughs> I was just astonished that I saw it. Essentially, a chicken playing Play music. Play a piano. Yeah, that was a, yeah. And I've seen where pigs do that. They make like roulette machines for pigs and stuff. Pigs can like gamble. Pigs are quite and intelligent. They, but they, but it's they? all with food. Yeah, but again, I can't remember. I remember bed. seeing um, with how clever animals are, judging by mm. how many processes they can think forward to get the reward. Right. Yeah. So certain ones are at different levels. I think mm-hmm. it. I might be wrong. It's like a crow or a raven. That can think three t- or maybe four processes. So it can lift up a gate, peck something, wind in a piece of string right, okay, to get yeah. its food. It can it can function. It can like reason that it can look at something and go, I need to do three things sure, to get the sure. reward. How many uh, how many can humans do? I mean I know it depends on the human, but Um Well, personally I reckon I could I reckon I could go hit several. Three. I reckon I could hit three comfortably. <laughs> if only three. <laughs> So if there's more than three doors between you and the kitchen, you I just, just get don't know stuck what to there do. and you just go, oh. I just, uh, uh, I just don't know what uh, to do. That's, the, I'll wait until someone opens the door. Yeah. And we go, oh. Of course. I, now I remember what I was doing. Now I know. Maybe that's what happens. You know when you forget when you're on your way to go and do something? Could be. And you've just run out of processing power. Yeah. You've I just think got stuck. They say you walk through a doorway, you're, more, you're like twice, probably not the right figure, twice as likely to forget something if you walk through a doorway, apparently. You know, if you're trying to remember, oh, gotta gotta do that today. Gotta do that before I before I leave or whatever. Mm. You walk through a doorway, you're twice as likely to forget. I imagine you're more likely to forget things in new surroundings. That's probably what it is. So because there's more information to take on yeah, board. Yeah, I well, we've talked about this before. I can't remember on which podcast <coughs> or how many far back it is, which is about how your the, the your eyesight isn't what you really think your eyesight is. Yes. And that you're built your everything you perceive is built I from I experienced this the built other day. from models that you actually Me- memories. Remember. Yeah. Because your eyes couldn't take in all the detail That's every right. time. Mental. So but if you're in a somewhere totally new to you then all that then information all, ha- all that information exactly. has to try and be processed. Therefore so you forget. surely you must have a finite amount of power. Yeah, must do. Which is why they make Marines do that thing like run and remember a message and because you can learn, you can increase your memory. You can do like memory. You can get good at doing memory stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. You can you can increase your cognitive ability by doing 
I, I, they don't really understand how your brain works, to be honest. Mm. I think is uh, they understand well. They understand bits, don't they? To the they point, don't but they don't understand how you can do little bits and bobs. I but. I experienced this the other day. <coughs> um, at the office where I work, a colleague of mine sits like <clears throat> opposite me on that's like a group of four tables, and we sit up um, opposite each other on corners. And he's always there. He's always sat there. He's always there. Whenever I'm around, he's always there. So every time I walk, walk like to my desk, he sat there, and I sort of see him in my peripheral vision. You know, he's he's there, right? Peripherals. Yeah, peripherals. Anyway, he wasn't there the other day. Still saw him. I sat down, and was like, I just saw, I just saw him. He was sat there. Rob, his name is. I saw Rob. He was sat there, but he's <laughs> clearly not there. <laughs> and I was like, but I saw him there. <laughs> I had this mini existential <coughs> crisis where I thought, hang on a minute. He definitely wasn't there, but I definitely saw him. And your brain was... And I realised brain... my brain was just filling in what it's used to seeing. Wow. I know. I've never had a first-hand yeah, experience that was... where I can Well, you wouldn't, though, would you? Because that. things stay where they are, like furniture and rooms and stuff doesn't tend to move. Yeah. But maybe oh, this experience... Yeah. This, maybe this is why it feels so weird when big things change. You know, like you get, you rearrange your room or whatever, and it feels a bit weird for a few days because your brain's re yeah, like when we we swapped over the dishwasher and the um, washing machine, washing machine, and I was trying to put plates in the washing machine. For yeah, well, there about you go. Three weeks. It must all be part of the same kind of process. Habit. It's it's your brain. It's essentially what we would call a habit. Yeah, your brain's being your, lazy. Yeah, or is it being lazy, or is it so clever it's just doing it without you thinking? It's running in the background. Yeah, it's tricking you. You're just running on background processes. I try and load another plate into this. So the question the is, what's real? What's uh, imaginary? No, no, don't go there because you could play all sorts of tricks with people. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> is that is, On that note, that, it's time to end. Is that a good place to finish? <laughs> Is that actually flipping heck, man? That concludes the personal messages. We continue with music. We'll let you all um, think about that for the Stew next. Stew on that one. Stew on that, that what is actually real <coughs> and what is just your mind filling in blanks that it can't be bothered Don't, to you'll process. Have a, you'll have an ex- existential crisis no, I've like done it. George did. Yeah, I, I've been there. I've experienced it. Now it's your turn. <laughs> I've, been, I've been through the eye of the needle. <laughs> I've opened the hurt locker. <laughs> I have. Right. So this week we started at the... Pu- on the public vote, we started at the board RAF pilot yep. who pinned everybody to the roof of his plane and then, while trying to take a long time-lapse photo, and then denied all knowledge of it. And in two weeks' time, <clears throat> I will, if I remember, we'll come back and see if he was found guilty. I'm going to say... Well, I'm going to put guilty gonna, of what is the question. I'm going to put my neck on the line here and say whatever he's being charged with of being like negligence, negligence, guilty. Only because of his position, because of the fact that he's a pilot and he's supposed to and fly a plane, not piloting. crash it. Yes. Then we started talking about school buses. Yeah. Jammed controls with oranges. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Chudley. Sweet shops. Chudley sweet in shops. general. Organised crime in sweet shops. Yep. Um. Our little local town. Yeah. And then we somehow got onto existential crisis. Animals. If animals could talk. Yeah. And then George's existential crisis My with his mind crisis. when he saw Robert work, who wasn't actually there because his mind was filling in the gaps. I'm gonna oh. put it. I'm gonna put it out there and say that's one of our more varied. Yeah, that was quite a jump, I suppose. <sighs> yeah. That was a. 
normally I don't normally we li- we record these things and we don't know if they're any good if, until if you, we manage to actually go anywhere with yeah the we don't know if it's going to be any good but I'm going to say I reckon that was pretty That's quite a, I quite enjoyed a that that was a very discussion that was a good that was we had a good time yeah up to anything good this week nah just the usual yeah just the usual yeah me too just the usual really. it's been just boring the usual. isn't it yeah anyway right Ooh. ticking along nicely he's been Angus he's been George that's been Star for 10 yeah um share whatever and then next time I put up yeah, a poll tweet for us. next week's story yeah follow us on Twitter so you can follow the polls and choose a story and get choose involved. the starter choose your starter because that's about as interactive as we can get yeah but right until next time cheers guys drink that beer as well it's really nice and them crisps that's our advice so yeah we've over talked the end oh, we've crashed the music bugger, isn't it? it's really good when that music ends perfectly when we finish talking mm, maybe we can work on yeah, that yeah screwed that this time didn't we right see you later From regular expenses to occasional splurges, there's a lot to buy. Why not get cash back every time you spend? With the PenFed Power Cash Rewards Card, you get cash back on every purchase. That's everywhere, every time you use it. You can even earn a $100 statement credit when you spend $1,500 in the first 90 days. Visit penfed.org slash powercash to apply. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts.